This is Give Me Some Truth. This podcast features appearances from Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and myself, Mitch DeWitt, from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. Here are your hosts. Give me some truth. Today we are going to talk a bit about fatherhood. We've got uh, Jonathan in the room, and we also have uh, a new father, That's Mitch. Right. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that experience. First of all, uh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so, so tell us about what it's like to become a first-time dad. It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's been really... It's only been two weeks, so for those That's why. on the That's podcast, why you love it's it. been it's two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> So we'll make sure that's known. But it's incredible. Uh, everything in the hospital went well, which we're very thankful for. Everyone's healthy, baby, mom. But just this morning, I snuggled with my little daughter before coming into work, and that's just the best part of my day. Yeah, and you said that this is going to be really hard for you because you don't have her for a couple of days. You're at work, and she's she's gone for a little spring break. Yes, yep. My wife, Kaylee, she's heading back to Michigan. Easter's coming up this weekend. So she's heading back a little early, and then I'm going to catch up later in the week after the work week's done. Oh, that's great. Are you are you planning on on hiding any Easter eggs or you know putting an Easter basket out? Because she, she can't eat it yet, but you can, <laughs> just so I, you know. I have not put a lot of thought into that, but I'm pretty sure that Kaylee's mother is in charge of the Excellent. Easter egg hunt. The man is tired. Yep. He doesn't have time to think about that kind of stuff. So um, as you're going through this this fatherhood fatherhood journey, I can't even talk this morning. This fatherhood fatherhood journey. Um, you know, tell us some of the things that you've been thinking about kind of from a life perspective, uh, from a financial perspective, you know, what are some of the things, even though you are a financial advisor that, that come up in your head? So one of the things that's most immediate is just the fact that Kaylee's taking full maternity leave and she won't be getting paid 100% during that time. So there's a portion of it that she will. We'll get her full paycheck from that. But even just looking at, okay, over the next three months, our budget kind of changes a little bit. Not only do expenses increase just from hospital bills, et cetera, but Kaylee's going to have less money coming in from taking that maternity leave. So that's all something that we just look at from our budget and our cash flow and everything like that. And I think one of the things that um, most people don't realize, and and then when you get in the situation, my wife had a, a similar deal where you do have some sort of short-term disability that kicks in um, when she has a child. So, I mean, that is one thing from a financial planning perspective is that if you know that you're going to have children in the next few years, uh, or there's a high likelihood of that, that picking up that short-term disability may be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for Kaylee, she, just like a lot of listeners, a lot of our clients, she works at UW Health. And for her, there's a certain amount of time she can take just sick days, and that's just paid like normal, like she's working. And then there's a time where she's getting paid a reduced percentage. And then there's the income continuation piece. And, and when it, all that is said and done over the 12 weeks, it, 
it it's different week by week almost once her 100% payout is is complete. And a lot of uh, there's some nuances of short-term disability as well, or as they call it, the UW, you know, income continuation, where, you know, there are some situations where if you have a C-section, you get a longer amount of time. If you have a natural childbirth, you have a, a shorter, usually a shorter amount of time. So there's, there's a bunch of different uh, nuances as part of that. But obviously, you don't have a lot of control over that, especially in the first-time birth. So Exactly, exactly. Um, so from that perspective, I mean, obviously you saved before that occurred. Um, and then obviously your expenses changes too, as you have a new child, instead of, you know, spending money out at Gates and Brovey here in Madison, which is wonderful. Um, you know, instead of spending money over there, you're spending money on diapers. You're not going out as much. Um, but I mean, you could be, uh, if you're not inclined to cook at home, you could be eating in a little bit more, having delivery that way. And your expenses just kind of change. They don't really, I, it's my perspective, and, and I'd be interested to hear yours so far a couple of weeks in, you know, have your expenses markedly changed now than the prior month? I haven't noticed it quite yet. Sometimes I think going into it, I was I was overly concerned that expenses the first month or so are just going to completely skyrocket. And of course, this is independent of hospital bills that are still yet to be mailed to us. But <clears throat> I think that with also just the way the baby feeds, right? If you, if you feed naturally versus formula, like that's something that would have cost considerations as well. And fortunately we were pretty, we, we had a lot of good family and friends that even brought diapers and all these different things. So we were in a pretty good spot where we're feeling very fortunate right now. Was there something that was, was inordinately high for costs that really surprised you when you're buying things for the baby? Well, when I was at Costco, I did see the formula, and I saw that it is very expensive, and that I was, was glad that we don't have to, to use that, fortunately. Hmm. Other expenses that were abnormally high. I don't know. Two weeks in, I saw the formula. I know that's expensive. Diapers will add up over time. Sports. Yeah. College. <laughs> They're common, man. Well, the long-term stuff. Yeah. Right? I did notice that, you know, and we, we used a formula to supplement with uh, both of our children. Formula is extremely expensive. Um, that was definitely one of the things, and we had to get a little special formula um, for one of the children. So that that was a a big thing. And then, I mean, just diapers. You know, you to avoid diaper rash, buying the nice diapers is worth every penny. I will say that, mm-hmm. but I will also say that they are very expensive. I mean, you're talking about like forty five bucks a box, plus of course the wipes. And then, of course, you know, not not that this is a problem in our household at all, but somebody in my household, I won't name any names, tends to leave the wipe cap up every time so the wipes start to dry out speaking of that sorry kaylee i may have done that this morning (laughs) so you know those those you know you lose like the first three wipes as you're pulling those out and uh, yeah that's a problem and and wipes can add up if you do that every day which tends to happen in my house so i can't wait until we get rid of diapers my daughter's two and my my son's uh, almost five now they're gonna seem really frustrating these little things you know especially when you're getting yelled at for leaving the the wipe tops off and I mean, there's a whole myriad of things, but the whole thing about fatherhood is that it, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is just the fun stuff. Um, you know, down the road, I mean, I've got 15, you know, 13, 10, 11, and 9-year-old. I don't even know their ages anymore <clears throat> half the time, but I know they all have birthdays coming up. But you, that whole progression of this is this is a big deal, and then suddenly you throw another kid into the mix if you have more children and that's kind of like you know you're swimming in the ocean and someone throws you an anchor to, to save you and you're like oh we got another kid great this is awesome 
the thing I tell people all the time is that if you wait to have kids until you can afford them, you'll never have kids. So the financial side of it, the frustration side of it, everything that just keeps coming, it gets better, but it's the greatest blessing I think I've ever had is being a father. So, you know, you're, you're, I'm really excited for you, Mitch. It's going to be awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, the planning phase of it, uh, I, I could tell because of Mitch's brain, the way that he thinks, um, that he, he prepared a lot for the event and, and he had, you know, nine, ten months to prepare for what was inevitably going to happen. And I know you you saved and you probably have a bunch of lists and all kinds of things like that. And uh, you did a ton of reading. and uh, But, I mean, fortunately for you, you had a savings habit prior to having a child. And I think it's difficult when you don't have a savings habit before you have a child. Uh, you know, if you haven't kind of gotten used to that, gotten used to putting some money away for yourself, then having the shock of the child, having that um, financial shock, you have your emotional shock, you have a physical shock because it takes a toll because you're not sleeping and having all of that together and then trying to teach yourself new habits is extremely difficult. So um, for somebody that doesn't have kids that are thinking about having kids, I mean, one piece of advice I would have for them is, you know, establish that savings habit prior to having the baby because, um, you know, you're, for me, it took me, I would say, a full year to get back up and running uh, mentally between the time that we had our first child and the time when I actually felt mentally strong again. And, you know, there's nothing you can do. You know, I tried to catch up on sleep. I tried to do everything that I possibly could. I tried to stay healthy. I tried to do all of that. And it was just so difficult to be able to put yourself back into that mental mindset because your, your mind is just so clouded at that time. You're actually holding up really well, Mitch, you know, so far. So. Strong cup of coffee in my <laughs> hand this morning. You, it sounds like you're kind of equating having a child to like, uh, to like tearing an ACL or something. Like, you know, I had, I had this, this thing happened and I was down for six to nine months, but after a year I felt fully recovered. I was back, back up on my feet again and operating at full, full precision. I'm still not sleeping that well, but I somehow I'm able to deal with it better. But I, yeah, it is somewhat like that, right? It's hard, man. I think it's, it's hard for, for the father because they don't go through the whole, uh, you know, pregnancy situation and things like that. So it's different. And then you have just a totally different deal when the baby comes out and, and you're able to help more that way. You can't really help her with being sick or help her about how she feels day to day. And then, um, you know, you just, you're thrown into this whole new thing where you're learning every single day and it just, it's taxing. And I, I don't think it's a bad analogy. I mean, I would tell you, I've had a torn ACL and I've done the rehab and I don't know which one I'd want right now more that one or talking to my 13 year old daughter. So, cause <laughs> right now I might take the rehab and the surgery. <laughs> so, uh, Mitch, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to kind of to plan out financially over the next, you know, three to six months? Well, one of the first things that I took a look at was increasing our life insurance coverage. So now that a little one's involved and we, we have a mortgage, we, we still have some, some outstanding student loans that are out there. So with some of those things where if something were to happen to me, or Kaylee, we wanted to make sure that we increased our life insurance coverage a little bit. So that was one of the, the first things outside of just expenses and budgeting, trying to prepare for that was also what happens if something were to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's key right there. You know, if somebody's not in the household, that's a catastrophic situation. And you, know, you want to at least make sure that the debts are paid and, and there's some income to be able to uh, supplement everything. And, and, you know, when we're planning out life insurance, one of the most important things about planning out what you need for coverage is that you have to plan out your absolute worst case scenario. If you passed away, like for you, Mitch, right now, it's probably right now is the worst time for you to pass away. 
or maybe the first day of Kaylee entering work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back into work. So, you know, those are the times where you have to have that, that death benefit situated for exactly what you want um, to cover. And, and you know, you, things change now, too. You know, for myself, I always thought that uh, when I have my life insurance coverage, I want to be able to provide education for my children if I'm not around. I wanted that to be a legacy thing uh, for myself, so I built that into the size of coverage that I have. Um, and so, you know, some priorities change uh, when you have a child and you might want to have a different sort of earmark for that death benefit. Exactly. And also speaking of education, we haven't done this quite yet, but 529 is in the back of my head too, because both my wife and I, we, we're, we're educated people. We went to, to college and we would love to have our daughter to have that opportunity someday too. So we'll start to to throw around the idea of getting that education fund started up as well. Yeah, you need a social security number for the child, so you're just waiting to get that card. Exactly. You know, that's that's a great great point that you bring up there, Mitch, and we get asked about that a lot by clients for their, their children that are having kids or clients that we have that are having children. It, it almost is almost immediate is thinking about, oh, I should start saving for college. But it really should be almost a tertiary thing before, you know, looking at your life insurance situation and making sure you have a catastrophic coverage because you can't borrow money if you were to pass away to be able to get through and, and do those, you know, and the four or five years that it's going to take to replace income and the child care and other things that, that come about from that of have losing a spouse. Secondarily is looking at what are your other goals? Do you have goals to fund a retirement? You know, you, most people will be able to work during the time their kids are in school. So if they want to save up for college, that'll be an important goal. But it should be looked at after, you know, the other goals that you have because college, you can go and get a loan for it too. I can't do that for retirement. I can't take out a massive retirement loan. I've walked in the bank and I've seen car loans and I've seen um, home loans, you know, mortgages and and I've seen, you know, student loans, but I've never seen a retirement loan. So that's one of the great things. But if you can get to the point where you're funding those goals and you have them identified and you can do an extra 50 or 100 bucks a month towards a college goal, that's where these 529 plans work excellent. They allow you to save tax free. Um, in the growth. So you put the money in, you've already been paid taxes on it. And as long as it's used for qualified, you know, uh, college expense, whether it's tuition room board or something else that's qualified for school, you know, these, these plans can help you to, to use the power of compound interest and, and having that be tax free to really be a blessing to your daughter or any children. Yeah. You've got other people that can get involved in that too. Like, uh, you know, I know my brother has one for both of our children. Uh, you know, my mom and dad, you know, being grandparents, they have uh, 529 plans for the kids, too. So there's a lot of, you know, when you have a baby, uh, there's a lot of enthusiastic uh, people, you know, trying to give you gifts. And, um, you know, 529 is one of the best gifts that you could possibly give. So, Mitch, um, one other thing, too, that uh, I think is, is worth mentioning in here is uh, estate planning as well. I mean, we we expect the best uh, for your family, but it's very important to also plan out uh, what would happen in case one or both of you were not around to, uh, to raise your child. Yes, and that is actually one thing that is still on our to-do list. So there's a number of attorneys that we know in town here, and we'll definitely have to have that conversation soon because it's critical, I think, to have that conversation and start getting the, the ball rolling on that. Yeah, I mean, that's it's kind of a morbid topic, and it's a tough one, I think, um, for the families to, to deal with. But once you get the whole process over with it, you, we all feel so much better about getting it done. Um, I got it done, and just knowing that you have it down on paper, that who's going to be the guardian for the children, and you want to avoid any sort of uh, fights um, over y- your children. You want to just make it be known in a document and have it all set up and then have it funded, too. So that's why 
the life insurance works hand in hand with the estate planning. So my recommendation is generally, hey, if you're going to get your life insurance knocked out after the child's born, well, get that estate plan knocked out, coordinate all that together because some of the titling of the accounts uh, might be different uh, for beneficiaries and such. So it's very important that, to do that, um, especially as the, you know, for children, uh, the guardianship's important, the power of attorney stuff is important, and then um, also, you know, just planning out for the future um, and having that document in place. Everybody needs an estate plan. Mm -hmm. That's not really an, an option. Everybody will need some form of estate plan, uh, whether you ignore it or not. The state does it for you, uh, or you have control over it, and you can do it yourself. And yeah. it'll cost you a few thousand dollars now, but down the road, that'll save a lot of headache and time. And well, it doesn't have to cost you a few thousand so. at your at your stage of the game, though. I mean, after this podcast, I'm leaving to go to a, a meeting with clients for estate planning and and putting together a trust and and redoing their will. But at your stage of the game, it might just be doing a will, and there actually are some resources online or Legal Zoom or different places you can do that. Um, but I, I would say that if it's a pretty cut and dry situation where you have family who are understanding and willing to take on the kids and you guys have made the decision, but it, sometimes it's, it's making sure that you have the people that you want um, identified, but also identifying what you wouldn't want. Because as Clint alluded to it really, there, you really do have an estate plan if you do nothing. And that's the state's plan. If something tragically happens to you, the, the state's going to come in and determine what happens to your, your assets and your kids based on intestate law. So I know for me having four children, I mean, I have one severe special needs child, and so it's really important that in order for him, if something were to happen, to be able to get taken care of and have some of the state programs that are tremendous there for him, that we have to have a, a, a state plan in place that makes sure that, that money is protected for him, that he has access to it, but it's not considered a part of his estate. And that will allow him to continue to get the support that he, can, that he already is getting today. So... You know, so right now where you guys are at is if everything's healthy, it might just be a will. So not that people out there, I want you to think that everybody's going to pay, you know, $2,000 or so right out of the gate. But, um, you know, if you have questions about it, you can ask us too because we have resources and, and we can help direct you uh, towards a solution that would be able to help you to get that taken care of. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, I think uh, just wrapping it up here, uh, Mitch, is there anything else that you can think of that you really have on your to-do list here um, that might be uh, might be on the horizon here for yourself? Ooh, from the financial planning perspective? Uh, from any perspective, really. But, from any perspective. I mean, I guess you're going to hammer out your MBA, which, you know, we've, we've mentioned on this podcast before, is yep. that you're almost done with your MBA, so... That'll be done in... Well, by the time we actually release this podcast, we might be within a couple weeks of... Of completion of the mm. MBA. So that's great. So that's on the list, but I'm just ready to be the best father I can be at this point. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of financial things you can plan on. There's a lot of things that you uh, you just let come to you, and you enjoy all of it, and you take a whole bunch of pictures. You get a good camera. Well, I, I can tell you that just even coming in the office when you're worn down and weathered father like I am at my age, <laughs> and I see you come in the office and you're just smiling, it literally gives me energy. So I, I, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. This fatherhood thing is great. And you know, so I appreciate that every day you bring that to the office and such a, a great addition to our team, Mitch. It's been awesome. Yeah, Thank I think you. it's really Thank interesting you. to watch. Uh, we'll get to watch Mitch and his kids. And I've got kids that are a little bit older. And then, you know, Nate and Jonathan have kids that are, that are older, that are, you know, closer to entering college than they are little babies. So, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting watching everybody grow up together and hopefully we all give, uh, can give some good perspective and, and give you a little bit of kind of where we're at in our lives. I know that Nate isn't here, but he, he always says to me, one thing that stuck with me for a long time, he just says that, you know, no stage is either, 
is better or worse than the other. It's always just different. And there's great parts about every phase in the child's development uh, that you can sit back and appreciate. And he says financially, uh, it's very similar too. You always think that, you know, once daycare gets over, once this gets over, that gets over, all of a sudden I'm going to have this this bucket of money to be able to spend on stuff. And, and he's found that that just isn't the case because your money just gets repurposed over that period of time. And, and so <laughs> I'll say that with the caveat of saying I can't wait until daycare expenses are over this year for my son, uh, which, I, which I expect to have all kinds of money, and then I'm going to find out that day was right. So I don't yeah. know if Jonathan could speak to that, but no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I like the idea of phases, but my favorite part of every phase is when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is that a year later I have another one entering right into it. So, but it's it's great. No, it, as, as we said at the beginning, I mean, it, it, fatherhood is one of the the best things that we could ever go through. It does, you know, whether it's and it's not just for us; it's for our our spouses as well. And our wives that they're sitting down and making good financial decisions and helping to set the tone for your kids. It's not just so that you have the money, but it's also teaching them about money. You know, I think one of, one of my dreams is to be able to have classes for how to raise money smart children, just to be able to educate young people on, you know, little things that you can do, little subtle things you can do about, uh, you know, how you save, how you be charitable with your money. Because if people did that, um, and took that to the next generation. That's how we are truly going to see a change in, in our society versus how we, you know, take care of people, how we manage our expenses, how our government manages expenses. It really has to start with the individual. And if we can do that in our own home and be leaders with that, that's the first step. That's all we can control. So. And one final uh, piece of advice for all the, the kids out there. Um, don't play the parlay. Just play it straight up. The parlay is kind of a sucker bet. Don't use teasers either. There you go, right? Yep. That's... <laughs> Or 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 no you know, do, do blind draw, but hope you get the middle number because I seven pounds. I I know that that was my winner on the parlay. <laughs> <laughs> I had eight and over, and I was hoping that baby was just getting fed really well at the end yep. there. She, uh, she Kaylee was overdue, and so uh, Nate, yeah. Nate was feeling pretty good when he was anything under seven pounds. Mm-hmm. But after the baby was a week late, I was feeling pretty good at seven pound range. Oh, so man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us again on Give Me Some Truth. We hope you enjoyed the episode on fatherhood. And uh, please don't hesitate to give us some feedback uh, with us. And we hope to talk to you again soon. services are offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Wachner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Wachner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Wachner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Wachner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. 
This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.